Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe, and I am back at it, back at it, back at it. Again! I'm back at it again, man. I'm back at it again, and it is time to talk Jets. A lot to discuss. Mandatory mini camps have come and gone. There's been a lot of good things that came out of it. A lot of people excited about the New York Jets roster. Some of the things that they saw at mini camp as well. You know, Makai Becton showed up. There's a lot to talk about about that, you know. So there's a lot going on, a lot of positive things coming out of mandatory mini camp. We're also going to be discussing the New York Jets tight end position today as well. You know, has it been improved enough? New York Jets have also made a signing as well. Training camp's coming up as well. The dates have been announced, July 19th for rookies, July 26th for veterans. There's a lot to discuss, and we're going to get to it. Also, as well, the lines are always open, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Call in. Salute to all the savages, Brian Seal, Sofonda Cox, salute to you as well. Good to see you in here. But listen, let me go ahead and get into it. Listen, folks, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. Listen, your boy's on iTunes, man. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm a lot of people listening. Your boy is on iTunes. Go over to iTunes, all right? Type in Long Beach Joe, Long Beach Joe Show on there, all right? Hit that subscribe button, okay? Hit that subscribe button and leave your boy some feedback as well. I want to appreciate everyone that does that. Get get some feedback on in there. And I want to, again, thank everybody that listens to me, you know, via my podcast on iTunes. We're also on Blog Talk Radio as well. You know, say Blog Talk Radio backslash Long Beach Joe, Long Beach Joe Show. Go ahead and uh, check that out as well. You can listen to your boy, you know, on your drive or whatever it is that you're doing. You know, we talk Jets. That's what we do over here. You can also watch me live as well. We live tape the show as well. You know what I'm saying? So if you want to see this space, you know what I'm saying? I've been told I'm handsome. You know, I'm just telling you what I've been told. I've been told that I am handsome, okay, that I have a face that is made for TV, okay? I need to be on the big screen. I'm just saying. Anybody out there, you know, hook it up, all right? You want to see the show live? You want to watch the show live? You want to get into it with the savages in my chat as well? Salute to all the savages. Listen, come on over to YouTube. Go to YouTube, all right? Type in, when you come on over to YouTube, type in Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. All right? Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. All right? I'm also on Twitter as well, YoungJ000. All right? The show's page is at the Long Beach Joe, at the Long Beach Joe. All right? A lot of content, a lot of things going on over there. Hit me up. Let's go back and forth. We can talk about the team. We can talk about it all. Talk about it all. All right? Now it's time. It's time to talk about this team, man. It's time to talk about these Jets. But, boy, do we have a treat, kids. We have quite a treat, all right? One of the reasons why I do this show, one of the biggest reasons is to connect with with the fans and the fan base. Just like myself, I'm a fan as well, you know? It's all about connecting. It's all about talking football with people, 
It's all about having these discussions. Now, again, we have a lot of people that listen to the show that aren't even Jets fans, but I want to be clear. We bleed green over here, all right? We bleed green. And when you bleed green, just like me, my Jets brothers, Jets sisters, I love it. And I, I want to reach out to you. I want to hear from you. Now, tonight, we're going to have a, a man come on, Mac from the Ohio Jets fan club. And we're going to talk to him about what he's doing in Ohio and some of the great things him and his fan club are doing in Ohio to help connect the Jets fan base. Mac, welcome to the Long Beach Joe Show, my friend. How are you doing tonight? Joe, great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's good to hear from you, man. Listen, I'm fired up to talk to you because we go back and forth often. We talk to these Jets, but I want you to explain to my audience, what made you become a fan of the New York Jets? I, I go back pretty far, Joe. I'm older than I sound. Um, <laughs> I grew up in the greater New York area, um, about mm-hmm. an hour south of New York, on, near the Jersey Shore. And I, I don't know, I don't really remember, it was so freaking long ago, um, how I became a Jets fan. The, the Giants were trash then too, Joe. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know what attracted. You know, it might have been, uh, you know, it might have been a few players they had, maybe the fact that they were building, but they weren't good. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I can't really explain it, but you know, then the early 80s came along, and th- they were a good team. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, there's a lot. I hear a lot of different discussions from people about what made them become Jets fans and how, you know, they got here. A lot of people talk about how their families, you know, were big Jets fans, and that's what pulled them in. A lot of people didn't really have a choice. So it's always interesting to hear from different people, you know, how they how they put on that green jersey and what happened. Now, you're talk you're out there in Ohio, man. Can you tell us how your fan club came about? Yeah, Joe, it's a pretty good story. Um actually uh in you know, I'm just outside Columbus in a suburb and I saw this guy rolling around town in a white suburban with one NY Jets on the license plate and, and that mm. license plate picture is on our Facebook page. And I'm like, who is this guy? I don't know any Jet fans. I gotta meet this guy. So I took <laughs> my kid to a baseball tryout one night and there's the truck. So I'm like, Hey, whose white truck is that? And uh, I found the guy. So it turns out uh, Bob is a Stony Brook, Long Island guy who went to Hofstra and uh, kind of started from there. Um, then uh, I don't know, it was my idea or somebody else's decided to go the Facebook route and uh, you know, kind of been building it slowly, um, you know, over the last 10 years. Uh, a lot of my members have come from personal recruitment, Joe. Um, yeah. You know, when you're when you're a out of town fan base, um, you, you got to do the work. I mean, if I see Jets or Mets gear, uh, if I hear a New York accent, I'm asking follow up questions. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I listen, 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 Mac. I hear you. It's all about going out there, pounding the pavement. And you know, getting people to to join you, I get it. It's 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 tough. I'm out here in California, so I know. Listen, when I see a, a Jets fan, I see anybody that's in green, like you said as well, New York accent. Listen, I'm asking you, hey, are you a Jets fan? What are you thinking about the team? How are you feeling? You know, what I'm saying, what are your thoughts about Zach Wilson? You know, I'm I'm immediately on it as well, Mac. Now, where can people hang Don't out? Don't be with a little you guys, creepy man? about it. You know, you got to be aggressive. <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes you do. Well, where where do you where do you meet up with people? Like, where can people hang out with you and the and, and the fan club? Where do you guys meet up to watch games together and have fun? Well, that's 
I'll keep it brief, Joe, but, you know, we're, we're finally getting to the point where we need the place, but there are some obstacles. You know, me, me and a few guys will go to a place called Classics, uh, which is on the northwest side of Columbus, um, but who's got the NFL Sunday package. But, but here's the challenge, Joe. Jets play at 1 p.m., and I got three teams ahead of us in line here, plus the fact the Jets have sucked. Uh, number one, Browns, close second, Steelers, and then Cincinnati Bengals. There is fans mm. of all those teams here in town. So they're not showing a Jets game unless they're playing one of those teams. I mean, it's just the way it is. So yeah. So the challenge is we got to find a place, A, with Sunday ticket, and with a side room. I, I, I know some of this stuff goes on. we got to locate the place. There's no way you're getting it on broadcast or uh, or going to get sound at a Sunday ticket bar, you know, with those other games on, on top. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've heard from a lot of other, you know, Jets fans that it's kind of tough to find a spot, like you said as well, you know, when you're out of that, you know, NY area. Uh, you know, I've again, I'm a Jets fan. I'm out of California. It's, I go to sports bar sometimes. I tell them to turn on a Jets game. They look at me crazy. You know what I'm saying? I got – I'm in there with Niners fans. I'm in there with, with Raiders fans and Chargers fans. But I find my way. You know, I elbow on in there, and I'm always, you know, kind of able to get to, to watch my Jets over there when I when I do frequent the sports bars. But I, I hear you, Mac. It is tough. And I hope you guys find that spot. But uh, where can they contact you? Like, where can they talk to you on social media? What are some of the things, you know, that some of the spaces where you can go back and forth with people on social media and talk to them about your fan club and everything that you do? I, I gotta get I gotta get some people working on other avenues of social media. We need to get some of the young kids. There's a lot of New York and Jersey kids at Ohio State, Joe, and some of the other colleges here. And I, I would mm-hmm. like to tap into that young audience, but but I'm too old and tech non tech savvy. Um, on Facebook, <laughs> we're New York Jets Fan Club of Columbus Central Ohio, and I, and I barely managed to keep that going. Um, so. Uh, and we got we got fans we got some fans from Southwest Ohio, Dayton, Cincy, and uh, spread out. But uh, you know, they're getting up and running themselves. Maybe they'll get to the point. I was really shocked, Joe. Uh, went to the Bengals game a few years ago. I couldn't believe how many Jets fans were there. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know where they came from, and I couldn't talk to all of them. Yeah. Now listen, Mac. I'm telling you, Mac. We it's, I think things are going to start really growing with this fan base because. We've put some things in place to really take the next step. Now, we've talked about your fan club, but I'm telling you, we've got to touch on this team just a little bit. You know, I want to go back and forth with you just a little bit about this football team. Now, there's a lot of things that are moving and shaking right now with the New York Jets. We've made a lot of moves. Joe Douglas has acquired a lot of talent via free agency and the draft as well. And a lot of that talent is really about surrounding Zach Wilson so that he will be able to take the next step. When you look at Zach Wilson as a New York Jets fan, Mac, what are your takes on him, and what are your expect, expectations for him this upcoming season? Um, well, first of all, Joe, please, throwing these guys in rookie year, how many guys succeed doing that? I mean, it, it drives me absolutely crazy. We couldn't sit him for four games and let him, let him adjust to the, to the speed and pace of the game I mean, it's just, it's always counterproductive. I remember a few years ago, Sam Darnold, you know, early in the year, he played three games in 11 days. You know, you play a Monday, a Sunday, then Thursday. And I'm like, man, this is drinking out of fire hose. 
this is not going to help, not going to work, and it did. So what are your expectations from this? I, I look at it like this. When you look at how we were set up, you take a guy as high as we took him. This, that's today's NFL, right? You look at guys around the league, Kyler Murray, he wasn't allowed to just kind of sit down. You look at other guys as well, you know, that around the league that immediately stepped in and were starters off the bat. That's just today's current, current day NFL. I understand what you're saying, Mac, but this isn't like the old days where, you know, a guy like Aaron Rodgers gets to sit down behind Brett Favre. Other guys as well get to sit down maybe on the, on the bench for a year, two years. I remember some guys were sitting on the bench almost three years before they got their shot to step up and go out there and figure out what they can give the franchise. But in today's NFL, Mac, you get drafted high in that first round, you're going to immediately be a guy that's going to come in and start. But I, I understand exactly uh, what you're saying. But as we look now, what are your expectations for him this season? With all the weapons surrounding him, do you think he takes that next step forward and really becomes the quarterback, the franchise guy, does he stamp his franchise, you know, marker on, on uh, this football team and carry us going forward for these next couple of years? Uh, yeah, Joe, I'm sorry I didn't answer your question. Um, I, I've been obsessively consuming tons of YouTube content and articles, and everything I hear is the right direction. I mean, number one, the kid has the arm talent, but I, I've been listening to a lot of the stuff about how he processed information last year versus now. Um, you know how how they're really working with them to you know to do to do the one two three reads and not try to take everything in and uh, I really think um, it won't surprise me if he's really good this year but he's definitely going to improve um, mainly because he's going to be in a position where we have so many talented players around him all he's got to mm-hmm. do is dump the ball off. You know, I want to see some of the out-of-pocket plays and all that, but do a little check down Charlie and put the ball in some of these guys' hands because they're going to be able to do it on their own. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've gotten so many guys in, you know, via free agency and the draft, so much talent added from Garrett Wilson, you know, Brees Hall, getting him in the second as well in that draft. But I really like some of the things that we did in free agency as well, making some of the moves that we did. Now, my final question for you, Mac, before I let you go, what was your favorite free agency signing? Well, I was thinking about this, Joe. Um, I, I really, uh, I really like both DJ Reed because I mean this kid is supposed to be really good. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm going to lean toward Lake and Tomlis, Tomlinson just because I'm such a big O-line guy. I mean, and and I'm and Joe Douglas feels the same way. Your team starts with your offensive line. I mean, everything yeah. crumbles if that's no good. It, it affects every yeah. aspect of the game. And that I haven't watched a tape on Lincoln Thompson yet, but he is supposed to be, you know, extremely physical, nasty. I, I did watch some. He, he buries people. Yeah, yeah. And he's a guy that is definitely going to help us improve, particularly. I know people talk about protecting Zach Wilson, which is, you know, numero uno. You definitely want to make sure that he's protected, that he doesn't have to run for his life this upcoming year, that he doesn't have to deal with getting hit in PCL injuries. But I think with Lakeland Thomason in the building as well, what that does is greatly improve our running game. Goodness gracious, our interior running game was terrible. Our pass blocking interior was terrible, but the there was no push. Greg Van Roten and Connor McGovern could not get it done on our interior trying to open up holes for our running backs. And I think that this year 
it's going to be a lot better, especially with Elijah Vera Tucker moving to that right side, who's already shown that he is a phenomenal guard. And, you know, Lakeland Thomason sitting at that left guard spot who has unbelievable familiarity with the system because, you know, he ran it when he was a Niner. So, Mac, you're talking and you're making a lot of sense, man. Listen, before I let you go, Mac, go ahead and just give all of my audience every single way that they can contact you and the Ohio Jets fan club, man, so they can join in just in case they're, they're in Ohio, man, and they want to stop by. Um, you know, I, I got to get, I got to get a Twitter up and running Joe, but basically go, go to Facebook and it's New York, New York Jets fan club of Columbus slash central Ohio. Um, and, and, and we'll, we'll, they'll be in the same day. We just asked a few questions you got to be in the area, you know. We don't, we don't want mm-hmm. anybody from out of the area. But uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, and thanks for having me. Yeah, listen, Mac. I want to thank you for coming on, man. You have yourself a good one, my friend. God bless, Joe. Take care. All right. Listen, that was Mac from the Ohio Jets fan club. Salute, sir. <laughs> Again, if you're in Ohio, stop on by. Mac, you know, he's doing his thing with the guys over there again. Facebook, search Ohio Jets Fan Club. They'll come right up, man, and you can sit down with them and and talk. It's always good to hear, you know, Jets fans connecting around the world, no matter where you're at. And, again, it's tough, especially outside the East Coast. You know, that New York area, it is tough to find other Jets fans. It truly, truly is. So, again, I want to thank Mac for coming on and, uh, you know, spreading his – you know, he's talk about his, his uh, fan club with us. So we'll get to the lines in a second. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Listen, it is time to talk, all right, because the New York Jets have been doing some things. First off, the New York Jets have signed Michael Clemens, all right? The New York Jets signed Michael Clemens, who we knew, you know, we took in the fourth round. Uh, it's a contract, 4.4 million-dollar contract, uh, you know, it has an $896,000 signing bonus. This is – that's solid, man. Here's another guy that we drafted that we've locked up. You know, we've been able to make sure things are out the way, and he's a guy that I think can have some impact for us. Everybody's excited about him. He's already been taken under the wing by some of our veteran defensive players as well, some of our veteran defensive linemen. And let me tell you, the talent with this kid, the physical ability with this guy – it's off the charts. I know that there's been some off-the-field stuff, okay? We know that. <laughs> That's in the past. I know I, a lot of people have gone back and forth with me about that. But this kid, if you listen to him, you listen to all his press conferences, you listen to things that he said, he's, he's addressed it. He says, hey, that's in the past. That does not define me. And he's ready to move on from it. And I'm telling you, the physical ability is off the charts with this guy. He can bring it to the table. And he's a guy that we can put in this rotation. And if he can get rolling with the pass rush, baby, him, Jermaine Johnson, Carl Lawson, other guys that we've been able to bring in as well, Jacob Martin, boy, oh, boy, is it going to get ugly for other football teams. That's all I'm saying. So we're able to get uh, Clemens signed as well. Uh, You know, and there's just been a lot of movement, man. You look at mandatory mini camps. We've been able to do a lot with that as well. Mandatory mini camps is done, as we all know. But, you know, Zach Wilson looks very good. There was a lot of positive comments about Zach Wilson. We've seen that he's bulked up, so he's definitely been hitting the weights. He's getting himself 
physically prepared, not just physically prepared, but also mentally prepared as well, which is big when you're trying to take the next step as a quarterback in the NFL, okay? He's talked about preparing himself. He's talked about him. He's watching tape now. He's recognizing things that defenses are trying to throw at him. He's not just recognizing things that defenses are trying to throw at him. He's also going back and watching tape of how other players reacted in similar systems that we have, right? He's looking how other players were able to react to those defenses and how they came out the victor. What did they do? What plays did they check down into? How did they handle the pressure so that they can, you know, tuck the football up and keep things moving, keep the chains moving, which is huge in this league. If you are trying to be a good quarterback, a lot of people talk about the physical attributes, you know, having an arm, being all this other stuff. But a lot of it is being mentally prepared. You look at some of the most mentally prepared quarterbacks around the league, they, we see they have great success, right? Chad Pennington, one of my favorite Jets players of all time. Actually, he is my favorite Jets player of all time. You look at Chad Pennington, he didn't have the biggest arm in the league. He didn't, right? The thing that I loved about Chad Pennington is that Chad Pennington was unbelievably mentally prepared. You could throw a lot of things at him. He would absolutely pick it apart. He would figure it out. He'd recognize what you were doing out there, and then he would bring it to you extremely off the bat, right? Not the biggest arm in the world, extremely accurate, though, and was able to do things and turn things up. So when you're trying to take the next step, that's great to hear. And there was a lot of positive talk about Zach Wilson and what he's done, and I was excited to see him. He made some great throws as well. A lot of positive things coming out of minicamp about him. Makai Beckton also showed up, you know, worked out with the strength guy. He wasn't out there on the field. He's still, you know, they're still touch and go with that knee. He's still making sure everything is good. But from what they said, hey, he's looking very good, and it's looking like the knee is not an issue. I know that there's a lot of negative talk about his weight and all that other stuff. I think a lot of people are just trying to, you know, trying to bash him. Because we've seen Makai Becton out on that field. When he is fully healthy, he is dominant. There's always been talks about his weight. I remember last season there was talks about his weight, and he was posting videos every single day from the facility, and he was lean. He looked ridiculously lean, and people were still saying that he was out of shape and that he was, was going to be a bust and so on and so forth. So as things continue forward, you know, he, he even addressed it at press conferences as well. You know, he was asked by Rich Samini. If there was any other reason outside of him missing his missing OTAs, you know, because he did miss OTAs, outside of him, you know, having a child, is there any other reason that he missed OTAs? And he said, no, it's because I was having a child, bro. <laughs> you already know that. So you see that a lot of people are trying to trap him into, you know, saying things or making stories out of nothing. But when he was directly asked about, you know, a lot of people talking crazy about him, a lot of fans having a lot of things to say negatively about him, calling him a bust, he actually had a shirt on that said Big Bust which is crazy. <laughs> he's changed his name to Big Bus as well. He lets it be known that, you know, he's going to make those people eat their words. He said he didn't understand why a lot of people are talking the way they're talking about him, but he's going to make those people eat their words. Makai Becton is utilizing, okay, all the negative words, all the trash is being talked about him. He is taking it. He's going to utilize it for motivation. So I can't wait to see Makai back out there on that field. I do think that he is you know, or he will be the starting left tackle for this football team if he's fully healthy. I'm telling you, Makai is going to absolutely wreck shop this year fully healthy. I really, truly believe that. We also saw Sauce Garner out there practicing in the red mitt. That was huge. This guy's going out there, continuing to practice, get better at his craft. He said he wears those red mitts. 
so that he doesn't get grabby. That's big as well for a young quarter to understand in this league. All right? You even breathe on a wide receiver today, and we all know what happens. Flag, flag, flag. Okay? He's not going to allow that to happen to him. So he's practicing in those red mitts, and there was a lot of great talk about him. He was locking guys up. I heard he locked up Braxton Berrios, and then he let him know about it. That's all I'm saying, you know? A lot of guys turn their heads as well offensively. Jeff Smith had a great, great mini camp. A lot of people talking about him. I'm telling you, I love Denzel Mims, but Jeff Smith continues to show out like this, continues to turn heads like this. Let me tell you, that guy might like up, lock up that uh, fifth wide receiver spot. You also got Garrett Wilson turning heads. Oh, man, Corey Davis talking about how great he's been looking. Things have been really looking up for the New York Jets, so much so we've heard C.J. Mosley recently come out and say he expects, you know, to make the playoffs. He's excited about a lot of the changes and things that the New York Jets have done with the roster, so on and so forth. He's a guy that's looking to make the playoffs this year. I want to hear from y'all about that as well. Do you think the New York Jets will make the playoffs? We'll be talking. So we're going to get to these lines again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers again. When you call in, I know I have new callers, all right? When you call in, please do not curse on my show. If you curse on my show, I have to get you out of here fast. I'm talking fast. Faster we got Adam Gaze out of here. Get your ass out of here, Adam Gaze. Get down. Woo! Got him out of here fast, and I'm glad about it. Jeez Louise. Feels good to have Sulla in the building. You know what I'm saying? So please be patient. We'll get to everybody. We're about to hit these lines right now again. Please like the stream wherever you are watching me from. Please share the stream as well. If you have not subscribed on YouTube, please subscribe and hit that notification bell. So first caller we're going to go to, 516-516. We're coming directly to you. 516, please give me your name, where you're from. You're looking like a new caller. And how are you feeling about Zach Wilson at this point, man? There's been a lot of talk about him bulking up, a lot of things that he's been able to do with his body. What are your thoughts about the changes that he's made physically? and also the changes he made mentally to prepare for the game. Hey, Joe, it's Dark Soldier. What's going on? Hold on. Hold on, Dark. Wait a minute. Don't creep in, okay? Because we all know what time it is. When Dark calls in, okay, when Dark calls in, we know <laughs> Dark is a... That's great. Don't even try, don't even try to creep in, Dark. Don't act like I what, don't know. No, what's funny I'll is, you, bro. I am not. Go ahead. I, even though I say crew, I am that loud person. I don't know why. I, <laughs> it just stuck with it. So, well, yeah, great to speak with you. How's your Friday? Uh, it's all right, man. How, uh, you listen. We're, I'm fired up. We're talking about the New York Jets here, man. I'm ready to go. Give me your thoughts on Zach Wilson, man. How are you feeling about it? How are you feeling about him changing his physique, hitting those weights? and getting prepared mentally for what, you know, is to come, the next step forward. How are you feeling about it? Oh, I'm very excited, and I think he's just going to show all the doubters, like, you know, what he's really about. I I predict in, like, his fourth year, he'll be top eight best quarterback in the league. And hey. uh, <clears throat> what I think about it is, right, like, um, you just hear, and I, some coaches are always going to say this, He's always um, trying to learn or at the, watching tape, first one in, last one out. But if you just, yeah. like, listen to what everyone says, you know, he's putting in that time. He obviously has the talent, right? We all saw that. 
He can run. He has an arm. But mentally, if he's putting in watching tape, then that's it. So I'm not worried that he's not going to um, do well going forward. So I'm excited. Yeah. Every year I'm excited as a Jet fan. But this year just seems different. Like everyone's having fun, like a family, you know, the yep. coaches and Joe Douglas, like hugging it out during the draft of Flight 22. Like that probably never happened in our lifetime in the Jets' war room, mm-hmm. you know? So it just feels different. I probably said that last yeah. year. I'm guilty, but it just <laughs> feels different. Like I'm excited, like super excited. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, a lot of us are excited and fired up. And like you said as well, I, I've talked about, you know, I think that Zach can be a top 15 quarterback in this league as well. I know that there's a lot of people that called in and said, hey, I think he could be a top team. You said top eight. I know that there's others that are looking at the situation and saying that he can be higher than that. And it's because I think we're all excited about what Joe Douglas has been able to do as well, right, What how he's been able to – accumulate talent via the draft via free agency some of the guys that we've been able to get into the building this is just different i mean you look at our wide receiver core there's so much versatility there there's so many things going on there and that's going to be my next question for you when you look at garrett wilson man how hyped are you about this kid how fired up are you about hearing all these positive comments even seeing some of the freakish catches that he's he's been able to make in camp how are you feeling about him man Oh, I'm super excited. I just love how, like, this just goes for everyone, too, like the humbleness that they all bring. And, like, how um, Sauce Gardner was like, hey, first things first, I'm a teammate. I want to be a teammate, not just me, 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 me. And Garrett Wilson brings that as well, you know. So that's just another reason why I'm excited, because it just feels different. Everyone's just, like, trying to work on, you know, steel sharpened steel, iron sharpened iron, whatever Mm -hmm. that is saying is Mm -hmm. and no just um with elijah moore what he said recently i don't see how they're going to cover three of us and i agree right elijah moore he's obviously a one of our biggest threats Corey davis besides last year he did really well and now you have garrett wilson you know so who are they going to double team yep yeah right i mean there's so So, many weapons like you said like you said, there is there's so many weapons. Corey Davis coming back, who I expect to have a bounce back season. He, we saw him get fed early last season. It seemed like a lot of things with our offense was about getting Corey Davis involved early, getting the ball in his hands, and getting the offense hot behind him. And like you said as well, you put now we got Garrett Wilson. A lot of people listen. Elijah Moore, who man, I am a huge fan of Elijah Moore as well. As well. This is a guy that's extremely versatile within the offense. We move him around within these slot positions. He's also a guy you give a lot of handoffs to. We run that Shanahan offense. You look at the Niners, they run the same thing. He plays kind of that Debo Samuel role, right, where he's exactly a lot of different things. And I'm telling you, this kid is phenomenal. You go back and watch the game that he had against the Dolphins where he just lit them up. I think for 141, he went off against them. And as again, as long as he can stay healthy, I think that was the big thing last year as well. Our wide receiver core was decimated with injuries from, you know, Jamison Crowder dealing with injuries. We saw Corey Davis dealing with injuries. We saw, again, Elijah Moore had injuries as well, quad stuff. If he can stay healthy this season, man, this guy's going to be phenomenal. But another guy a lot of people kind of aren't talking about as much when we talk about this wide receiver core, Braxton Berrios. Braxton Berrios is oh, yeah. a real weapon. Real weapon, you know. Yeah, he, here's a guy he that's was the one that great from the slot. Make all pro uh, kicker, go ahead, uh, all pro kick returner. Give us, give me your thoughts on him, man. 
Oh, he's great. And it just shows, like, how the team is different because he came back, right? Not requesting a mm-hmm. lot more money or, like, um, shopping elsewhere. He came back. I believe it was a little less money than what um, people, analysts were saying he's um, worth. And he's just like, I'm mm-hmm. happy to be back. And, yeah, he's, like, um, always, like, you could always count on Barrios, regardless if it's punt returns, kickoff returns, or making those, like, third and long catches, like, you know. He kind of reminds me of, like, Wayne Corbett, that one yeah. player that you could always catch on. He's running his hardest. I don't know. When I see Wayne Corbett, he's always just trying to look like he's running as fast as he can. And just very yeah. dependable, right? You could throw it yeah. to him, and he will do his job as best as he can. Not too many drops, yeah. you know. So yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I mean, you're t- you're talking factor, like you said, dependable. I think is a great word as well because down the stretch, he's one of the only guys that stayed healthy. You know, uh, you watch yeah. the game against Tampa. You watch those games. He was the only guy that was consistently out there. Again, we were dealing with so many injuries with Elijah Moore and. Corey Davis being gone, and, you know, Keelan Cole, I think, missed, missed some games here or there as well last season. Uh, you know, Jamison Crowder's missing games. There were so many guys. But Braxton Berrios was the guy out there and doing work from the slot, even when he was put outside on some plays as well. He did work from there. And then his kick returning ability really helped us too, you know, offensively. But another position that I think has been greatly improved that can really help Zach Wilson is this tight end position, man. We've brought in C.J. Uzma. We've brought in Tyler Conklin. We drafted Rucker. Man, what are your expectations from this tight end position? Do you think we'll see, you know, improved production, more improved production than we've seen in the recent past? Oh, of course. Like, we didn't have – when was the last time we had a good tight end? Dustin Keller? Came yeah, but I was about to say Dustin that. Keller. If you, yeah. It feels like it was, like, a decade ago. Like, we, we were just for the whole, you know – Mike McCagnan, we didn't have any tight ends, you know. So, yeah. super excited. I just – that's another thing. If you take the Jets name off the roster and someone looks down all the skilled positions, we're a good team. Mm-hmm. We're a very good team, and we're young. And they're all working together, you know. So, I'm super excited. I think stay healthy. I think they could win 10-7. and seven. And another Ooh, point okay. I like to make out, right? Because people ahead, mentioned ahead. schedule, right? The schedule is so difficult. Yes, but 15 out of the 17 games we play, the other team either has a new head coach, new offense coordinator, or defensive coordinator. 15. Hmm. Yeah. And, you know, like Let me tell you. Pa- Patriots, right? They have a new head. Um, McDaniels left. Bill Belichick typically runs, but still. So I think yeah, um, people I mean- are – being too harsh on the schedule maybe it's just my optimism yeah. i don't know but <clears throat> yeah i mean we'll, yeah. we'll 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 see we'll see how things you know continue to play out because again there could be injuries there's a lot of things to follow but like you said as well we're such a, a greatly improved team we, we have talent in so many spots that we haven't had talent at in years i think everybody's just so fired up about it now my final question before i let you go dark when you look at this offensive line a lot of people are excited about it but a lot of it hinges on Makai Becton. What Makai do we get back? Now, I want you to give me your thoughts on him. How are you feeling about him? Do you think he will end up taking that left tackle position and dominating this year? All right. Well, I love Makai. I think he's going to come back full force and shut up all the idiots that are, like, 
making outrageous claims and calling them fat, which I just think is totally wrong. And um, I'm on the fence on if he's going to come back left tackle or not because Fant did such a great job on the left side mm-hmm. opposed to the right side when he started last season. So okay. I don't know, but I just know regardless what side, and a couple if he's going to right tackle, like maybe two games or so, then he's just going to start panking, pancaking people. So I'm oh. super excited. Oh. I have all the faith in oh. him, and he's just going to mm-hmm. come back, you know, full force and how we all Here, thought he was, should my, be drafted. Here's my thing, though, Dark. All right, and, uh, I'm going to give you this. Uh, I'll let you have the last word before I let you go. If Makai Beckton does not win that left tackle position, would you consider him a bust? No. Can you no, explain why? And just, um, just because um, you lose the left tackle position doesn't mean you're a bust. You're just not as good on the team at that position. Okay. Right? Okay. Am I thinking it, like, too literal? No, I'm, I'm – Like, it's not I'm, like he's – because I go back and oh, forth with sorry. a lot of Jets fans, right? No, no, yeah. I, I go back and forth with a lot of Jets fans, and I'm a big Makai guy. I think he's going to take the left tackle position. But there's a lot of people saying, Joe, if he doesn't, he's a bust because we drafted him to be a left tackle. We took this guy to fill a big area of need. And if he cannot do that, and a guy like George Fant, who has been a guy that, you know, has been a traveler, a guy that's been moving around even when he was uh, in Seattle, you know, he was in a, a – a, uh, it's the facto starter. There were guys that, that beat him out that started over him. If he's getting beat out by a, a guy like George Fant, a veteran guy that's been moved around, we still have an issue at left tackle. George Fant is a guy that's older. He's in his 30s. You know, we can't depend on him forever. If Makai can't be that guy, then we're going to be still looking for a left tackle in this draft. And so that's going to be my question. Again, I'll, I'll give you the last word before I let you go. If Makai Beckton can't win this left tackle position, which I think he will, but if he can't, what, don't you consider him a bust? Give me your last um, one on that. And that's great, uh, all valid points, but I still don't think he's a bust just because he can't play at the position we draft him for. Okay. You know, what about – and, again, like this is way above my knowledge, like him playing right tackle and then like once Fant leaves and he switches to left. I don't know how it works. I just don't think he's going to mm-hmm. be a bust based yeah. on where they put no. him. If he's starting, then yeah. he's not a bust, in my opinion. And I hear you. Yeah, that, 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 you know, that was kind of my argument back. It's like, hey, understand, maybe he, he isn't our friend. If he doesn't win that left tackle position, which, again, I believe he does, but if he doesn't, let's say he's on the right side and he becomes a franchise right tackle. There are guys in this league that are franchise right tackles. You know that you have your right side locked up for years to come. You know that you're going to have a guy that's going to be a cog on that right side for years to come. You won't ever have to worry about that ever again, right? I would love that. Exactly. If he can lock things yeah. down and be a great right tackle, I won't consider him a buff. If he's a guy that comes in and constantly produces and is going out there and giving us his all, he's not a bust in my book. So I hear you there, Dark. You gave us a lot of great takes. Listen, Dark, i got to continue to move on with these lines, man. They are right. hot. I want to thank you. I appreciate you, you having me. Dark. Listen, this was a phenomenal call for me. Next time I uh, have a show, I want to hear from you, my friend. All right, take care. Thanks, Joe. All right, you have a good one. Listen, Dark called in. Dark calling in, giving us some takes. Salute to Dark Soldier for calling in. We're going to continue with these lines again, 515 
602-969-6399 is the number. Call in. We are talking Jets, mandatory mini camps, the, out, the fallout from it, a lot of positive takes about it, all right? We're also discussing the New York Jets tight end position, a lot of talks about that as well. A lot of people talking about Makai Beckton, too. Please give the stream a like if you have not already, and subscribe to the stream as well. If you have not already, and hit that notification bell. Share the stream, too, with your friends and your family. I love connecting with people, talking about this football team. So we're going to get back to these lines. Next, I'm going to Rusty. Rusty, I'm coming directly to you. Salutes to you, Rusty. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, Rusty, a lot to discuss. All right. As we all know, mini camps ended, you know, a, a little bit ago, and uh, been a lot of positive things coming out of it. I want you to give me your thoughts on Zach Wilson, man. He's bulked up. He's hit the weights. He's mentally prepared. How are you feeling about the way he looked out there? Salutes, Joe. Salutes, Savages. What's up, fam? Salute. What's going on? Wait, hold on, hold on. Before, hold on. Before we get to these questions, I apologize, Rusty. Because it's all good. That- What's <laughs> up? I'm so fired up about the Jets, Rusty. I'm so fired up. I, I, it slipped my mind. Go ahead, it's, Rusty. Give me your take on that, man. It's all good, fam. And uh, with Zach, I mean, I've been saying it from the get-go, and but it's not like that. You know, I'm not being pompous with it. But I honestly see it, and he reminds me, hand to God, of Elway. And the funny thing about that is when, Whoa. you know, Elway started winning those things, he was in the Shanahan system. Okay. Coming out of coming out of college, too, they were identical size and weight, and they got the zip on the ball. And Elway, when he started hitting his stride, he was at 221. I don't know. I'm a numbers guy. And I, I, I don't know, man. And how Dark was saying it, too. What's up? Shout out to Dark, fellow Savage fam. And uh, I, it, it's it's like how you were saying it too, man. It it's smelling right, you know. It's a different smell. It's a it's a flavor that we're not used to. It's completely different. And how we always say like, yeah, you know, fired up for Rex. It's Rex was you know he was a he was a high burning flame that burnt out quick. You know what I mean? To where mm-hmm. Coach Sala and you know uh, JD, they're all on the same page. And it's yep. it's like you're dealing with nuclear heat now, <laughs> you know. It's it's a nuclear power plant to where where we were just on like jet fuel in a way. You know what I mean? Like it's a constant, constant heat, and you know it's just building and building. I, I I'm loving, it. you know. I'm McDonald's yeah. all the way. Yeah, you know, but I'm part of it. Like you said, you know the coaching, <laughs> the coaching being a big thing as well with Lafleur, him being able to put things together. And, you know, we're, we're so confident in the offense because, again, Zach Wilson, things are changing around him. We're hearing about him being more Wall confident, Wilson. more decisive. Yeah, more confident, more decisive in his decisions. That's big. And, again, I think a, a bigger part of it is the coaching that he's receiving from Mike LaFleur, the offensive play calling. We saw LaFleur, as the season continued on, especially when he got in that booth, we saw the play calling really step up. We saw him just yep. putting guys in positions to win, and I think that – when you look at some of the other things that we've done in the roster on the roster as well, you look at this running back core, man, you got Carter, you got Brees Hall, oh. man. Could you see LaFleur utilizing running backs coming out of the backfield a lot this season to really create matchup nightmares against opposing defenses? Absolutely, as long as he stays in this crow's nest perched. You know, definitely. 
A thousand percent. Just stay up in Labooth, you know, just be that guy. <laughs> Nola Field, Labooth all the way. So, yeah, you, I, I definitely can. I concur with you a million percent, Joe. Yeah. Are I can see him just coming out of the gates crazy. Are you also expecting our running game to take a step forward as well this season? Because last season our running game was pretty bad, but when you look at some of the improvements we've been able to make, do you think LaFleur will have a renewed focus in our running game really impacting, you know, our offense this upcoming season? Absolutely. It's a different smell, you know, and I, you know, I was hoping for eight wins and everything like that, you know, at least double win our percentage, but Man, I wouldn't be honestly surprised if we do eleven and sixer or ten and seven, and just how Mosley was saying, and you know, some it's a it's a different feel, man. It really is. It's it's true. So when you look, I don't know. When you look, yeah, when you look at our tight end position, man, what are you expecting from it? You know, has it been improved <laughs> enough to really have significant impact for Zach Wilson this upcoming season? I mean, you know me too. Like I'm a I'm a Ohio State's my team in college. That's my number one, you know, but I do like others, but my true number one is the Ohio state. So, I mean, just seeing him, you know, Rutgers crazy, man. He's, he's all over the place in a good way. He's smart. And, you know, like, I don't know. He, he made, he made his, uh, he, I'll just put it nicely. He made Lloyd hold his pocket during the Rose bowl game. It was, <laughs> You know, it's so like, yeah, I turn, you're holding my pocket the whole game. And that's what he did. You know, he, he dog walked him. And yeah. I, and we we can honestly run a 13 personnel that would be scary. You know, we can bless the, the, the whole entire league. And if you're not paying attention, you're just going to get steamrolled. And that's that, honestly. It's, yeah. it's the way we're set up now and the way that it's looking, starting to, see, you know, through those cracks that we're able to see, it's, it's looking beyond promising, honestly. And our guys are getting confidence. Our team, it's a young, confident team that doesn't know any better. You know, it's great. They're like, wait, we're supposed to suck? We don't know this. You know, like, it's, that's it. You know, all gas, no break, and it's it's catching. So, and that's and I, looking I the part, the big... and everybody else is getting that swagger in a good way. I'm sorry, Joe, what were you yeah. saying, brother? No, yeah, and, I, and even when you're talking about record, and, you know, of course, you know, Uzma, and or Uzuma and Tyler Conklin as well. I'll get to them in a second. Those are guys that are clearly are going to have impact as hey well God. for a tight end wise. But when you look at <laughs> yeah, when you look at what Joe Douglas I think was thinking when he brought in Rucker because I remember when 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 Rucker was taken, people were like, "Wow, the New York Jets got three tight ends. Like, what are they going to do?" Well, Rucker is a guy again. He's a young guy that's definitely going to have some impact in the passing game. We're going to throw these guys out there, but Rucker also was talked about as being one of the better run-blocking tight ends in this draft as well. Yeah. That was another thing people talk about with his calling card. And so that, to me, right, lends an ear to, we're going to be running the ball, dog. Like, oh, yeah. He was dog-walking Hutchinson, about too. This constantly. Yeah, I talked to people about this constantly was, hey, look, one of the reasons the New York Jets offense was struggling so much last season, it wasn't just the lack of talent, lack of protection, but it was because we could not run the football effectively. We only had one hundred yard rush of the entire season it was Michael Carter against the Jags. That was it. Yeah. That was it. And he was on the verge, but then he got injured during Tampa Bay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was so, it was bad. And if you looked at a lot of defenses that came up against the New York Jets, it was very easy to defend us. Stack the box because they're not running because they can't run. 
Because Greg Van Roden and whoever else out there, like Greg Van Roden, Costa <laughs> Governor, you ain't got to worry uh, about the interior stuff. They're not, you know, Van we'll, Rotten. We'll destroy, Goodbye. <laughs> let, let's let's stack the box. <laughs> we'll send heat and we'll send heat as Zach Wilson, and we'll let the chips fall that they may. We're either going to blast the kids, or he's going to throw an interception, or it's going to be wildly and incomplete. That's what it's going to be. Yep. And that's why I think the New York Jets struggled so much offensively because we were just unbalanced. It was it was the same thing True. every single time. I mean, we it was crazy. I mean, we off off season hemmed that up like a sewing machine. So it, and yeah. and then we got the raging Cajun. I love that kid. I don't know his last name or his name, but I just call him the raging Cajun because he is. He's a maniac. <laughs> the right tackle. So yeah. I, I, it's yeah. great, and I, I see it too in, in like this type of fashion. So say we mm-hmm. you know do the two years with Fant and do the two years with Tomlinson, and then we have. My guy, our guy, Makai, and then we have um, Vera Tucker. To where mm-hmm. now, when those guys leave, you can flip flop them back to the left side as a left tackle and a left uh, left guard. And now you have the raging Cajun coming in, and he's a he's a right tackle and a right guard. You know he can flip too. So you can have him coming in at right tackle. Then you draft, you know, you just on feeding those draft picks in there constantly with like you know a center. And uh, mm-hmm. right and a right guard, and now all of a sudden you're not reaching for things, and it's just just goes right into the machine and just fits perfectly. I think that's what they have planned in a way. You know, it, it's a fail safe, good thing to do. You know, so then okay. you're giving these guys big contracts, and then you flip it. Now, Rusty, you didn't said some things, so now I got to go into it, okay? Because uh, yeah, you said you can flip them back to the left side. So, are you telling mm-hmm. me? that you think Makai Becton will not be able to win the Jet start let, starting left tackle position back. Is that what you're telling me? Uh, no, but in this way I see it as, a, yeah, they're going to give it to Fant because Fant is a terrible wow. right tackle. He, I, he is. He okay, ha- well, they have to give it to Fant because he's a terrible right tackle to where Fant, I mean to where Makai can go on either or. You know, so it's only going to benefit the team. They have to put Fant at left tackle. He's a he's a horrible right but, tackle. You're only lying to yourself okay. if you don't see it that way. <laughs> but why why would you put again? Makai has not played right tackle at the NFL level, right? I know that no, there, but he, he played he, it in college. In past, yeah, he, he did that in his past before, and I get yeah. that, right? But why would you take mm-hmm. Makai Becton away from the left side? I don't, you know, look, I, George Fant. I think he played very he, well. I, because Beckton, he was hold on a second, Rusty. When Makai yeah, Beckton, starting for the New York Jets and healthy, okay, and Adam Gaze's final uh-huh. year, Makai Beckton was talked about as being a top five left tackle in this league. Damian yep. Woody talked about I it. You had guys around the NFL. Okay, I'm just because a lot of people when I say that they just be looking around. All right, you know how like, I am. It's my guy Makai too, yeah. man. <laughs> exactly. So why would you take Makai Beckton off the left side and just give? A, give that position to Fant when Makai is like an all-world left tackle. Why wouldn't you just play him there? Or behind door number three, it's the Raging Cajun because he's doing really good things in training camp. So you can put him at right Robert, tackle. Yep. Now Makai's yep. got the left tackle. So yep. there's there's literally three options that the Jets can do that only benefits the whole team. And, you know, Makai is that type of guy to where he's athletic enough and good enough to where he can play both left and right tackle. And I, I totally see where you're coming from. And, you know, it's not a snub in the face, I don't think, to Makai, to where he's actually held to a greater standard. They're like, look, 
Fam sucks on the right side, you know, period. That's just what it is. So he can only play on the left. So you're golden on um, both left and right. So you're just going to have to stick with us, bud. And when your huge contract comes, we're going to feed you accordingly, and you go back to the left side with Elijah, and then this is what happens, you know, with the Raging Cajun. Or, you know, they just say, you know what, fam, we're not going to sign you. We're going to do what we got to do, and we're going to have the Raging Cajun on the right side with Elijah trying to help him out and just go with Makai and Tomlinson on the left. You know, that's a possibility, yeah. too. Who knows? They, the Jets hold the yeah. cards, and they actually have everything in their favor. So they're not yeah. at the mercy I mean, of would... Fan to where Fan thinks he's holding the cards. It's not that way. Like, that's how I see yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, I look at it like this. You know, we're constantly preaching competition at every position. If you want to yeah, win your spot, is. you have to earn it. So, uh, look, I, yep. I hear what you're saying, Russ. Yeah, you know, he may be a better left tackle than right tackle, but damn it, if Makai Beckton steps in and is healthy – and he looks like he did the last year the Gaze was here, then guess what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's going to be the starting right tackle. And uh, Fant, you're going to have to, you know, go out there and compete for that right tackle spot if Max Mitchell or any of these other guys are looking good, if they're looking well. If That's what I'm saying. And I think Mitchell will outplay him. I, okay. I, I do. I he, that, the kid is going to hoe all the time. And, you know, he's – He's always played good against Texas when they played him when he was in college, and he swipes his whole he, – he's just on a region Cajun, so he always gets looked over. You know what I mean? They always mm-hmm. get blessed a lot by other teams, but they've been pretty darn good in the past three years, and he was part of that, and he started it off when uh, he was playing as a rookie. So it's good things, man. And, you know, so before when the Jets released something – what? Yeah, I'm so sorry. Go, go ahead, bud. I'll let you finish the thought. Oh, no, I'm just – I'll go. I'll keep it brief on it. But before, you know, the Jets released it on what he was looking at, the insight on uh, on Max, and it was only good and promising things, and the kid fights for everything, and LaFleur really likes it. So I don't think they're really concerned about Fant if they want to play these games. Truly. Yeah. So I mean, that's you know, what there's, there's been a lot of talk. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk, a lot of talk about Fant. You know, New York Jets might be looking to extend him. We'll see what happens going forward. But I'll tell you what, it is competition at every position, Okay. Makai Beck is going to be competing. He's going to be fighting for that left tackle spot. Whoever doesn't win that, you're definitely going to be competing for that right tackle spot. Now, let me tell you something, Rusty. There's been a lot of talk about Makai as well, a lot of negative talk surrounding him. Give me your thoughts about all the fans or fans and media constantly commenting about his weight, constantly commenting about his work ethic, all that stuff. How are you feeling about that, man? Because that was a big fallout coming out from camp as well. He even talked about it where he said, I'm going to make the people that, that – I'm paraphrasing – all the people that are doubting me, yeah. all the people that are saying that I'm a bust. He had the big bust shirt on. He, he lets you know he's very aware it. of the comments that have been made. He's very aware about how you feel about him. Give me your thoughts about him saying, hey, look, I'm going to make those people eat their words for talking negatively. How do you feel about the negative negativity he gets and how you feel about the way he's responding to it? They can go kick rocks with bare feet, split their toes, and then pound salt with those toes. So, like, you know, that's how I feel. And, you know, it's it's good luck. Good luck to you. He's one of those guys. You know how Eric Cartman would be like, yeah, I'm not fat. I'm just big boned. He, Makai can yeah. actually say, yeah, I'm not fat. I'm big boned. He's, what do you expect? The man, the young man's freaking, what, six, seven, three, four? Yep. Like, what? And he's moving like that? Yeah, he, he dude, he's like a grizzly bear. You don't see any freaking lean-ass grizzly bears. And when you do, <laughs> that grizzly bear ain't faring too well. So, like, you know, he carries <laughs> his weight exceptionally well. And so, you know, those 
those people better watch out, man. Grizzly bears like to eat deer, moose, gigantic elk, other bears, you know? So it's pretty funny to me, and I, I love it. He's pissed, and it's only, it only benefits us. So, yeah, yeah, I love it. I just hope he pictures Country Club Connor Hughes' face and that guy Dick's chimney to, you know, <laughs> as, he's, as he's doing it. Just pancaking cats. That's how I love <laughs> listen, listen, Rusty. Uh, you know, look, I, I respect everybody. I understand Rusty doesn't like everybody, but I respect everybody. But I tell you what, <laughs> those have, who have talked negatively about Makai Beckton, I'm telling you, when he comes back and he's healthy and he's out there and he's popping and he's doing his thing, he is going to let you know about it because the shirt. Oh yeah, he's got a buffet for you. He's hearing it all. <laughs> yeah, he, he's ready to go. And I'm telling you, he's going to make a lot of people eat crow and eat their words now. Oh, Rusty, yeah. My final question for you, man, because you've been bringing the heat, bro. You've been bringing the heat. When you look at Thanks, this wide receiver core, another thing that came out of camp as well was the performance of Jeff Smith. A lot of talk mm-hmm. about him turning head. We've seen him when he's been given opportunities in the past. We've seen him make some plays, right? There was a big connection between him and Sam when Sam was here. Again, we've moved on from Sam. He's kind of been all over the places in the roster, not given a lot of opportunities, but he's been turning a lot of heads. What are your thoughts about him possibly taking that fifth wide receiver spot away from Denzel Mims if Denzel Mims did not perform? Do you think Jeff Smith can end up battling taking that spot and giving us some production this upcoming season? I think that he's going to go good for the battle, but I think Mims is going to come out on top. He's that mouse. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the mouse in the mug with the milk. Have you ever heard that before? Yeah. Where they, you know, where they want, you know, the two of them drowned, but that third one just runs so fast, so hard, and it turns it into cream eventually and climbs his way out. That's Mims, man. Okay. That's, I, I don't know. That's how I see it. But he's gonna get, he's gonna get a run for his money. You know, it's, it's good, man. And that's crazy to even say. Like, we're playing with hard end talent combined now, and, you know, like you said, you know, you better put up because you know your position is at jeopardy, and I love it. I, I truly do, but how I see it, I think, you know, and I see all the men say it is, and I don't blame them in a way, but I, I don't know, man. I've seen, I'm a college football guy, but I've seen him in Baylor, and the way that, you know, you can't, he's got heart and everything, too, and that weight definitely affected him, new system affected him, and he wants it. He's a different type of, you know, adapt or die, and he adapted so far, you know, so. Yeah, I, I, listen, Rusty, I'm, I look, everyone knows I love Denzel Mims, but I think he's one of mm-hmm. the biggest question marks on this offense because Absolutely. a lot of people, he's a, a lot of people talk about, yeah, a lot of people talk about the off season with him, and yeah, he had an illness, he missed a lot of the off season. But I'm like, dude, there's other guys that had issues as well that missed the off season, missed parts of the off season. <laughs> if you look at Elijah Moore, Elijah Moore dealt yep. with a quad injury, so so did Elijah Vera Tucker. Elijah Vera Tucker dealt with a pectoral injury, and they missed, you know, preseason. These are young rookies. Right? These are guys stepping in, new yep. team, new system, new league, right? They come into the Absolutely. season. Let's stick with Elijah Moore, right? Because we we all know what Elijah Vera Tucker did this season. He was phenomenal. Let's stick with Elijah Moore. I love how he exceeded my expectations already. Sorry, Dude, Joe. I didn't mean to I'm cut you off. I just had to throw this in there. Did he or what? Like, he was he was great this season. He got injured. We know. Heck yeah. That, that stuff will clean up. But the, the things that we saw out of him, this kid, Elijah Moore, you was able teach. to get on the field. Yeah, get on the field, produce, do all, do great things, right? While well, we saw Denzel Mims struggle to just get on the field, do nothing. We also saw Tariq but, Black and DJ 
Montgomery. We also saw Tariq Black and DJ Montgomery, two guys that came directly off the street, get on the field and have more catches and more targets than Denzel Mims. So, look, I want to see Denzel succeed. That's what I want. I'm telling you. Everyone knows that I love Denzel Mims. But there's a lot of questions about him, man. And I'm telling you, I could see Jeff Smith, a guy that is extremely talented, right, that I feel a lot of people slept on. But when we, give, when we gave him opportunity to go out there, he was making plays from that third spot, that fourth spot. We saw him go out there and be able to route up, get open, and be a solid set of hands. We've seen this before. And so that it's just true. starts to make me kind of have some questions because I do think that there will be a battle for that fifth wide receiver spot. And maybe, maybe Jeff Smith is the guy that could snatch that away from Denzel Mims. I'll give you the final words, Rusty. No, I, I I agree with you. I really do. But I don't know, man. I, I is I don't know, man. I I'm a Mims guy. I guess <laughs> I guess I'm Mims biased. But it, yeah. I, I don't know. It's something about him too, and he's a hands guy. Just the same thing too as well. But I I don't know, man. He just the things that I've seen him do in college, and the little things that I've seen him do besides, like you know, in the preseason. But he was running on a you know he he was depleted and. I don't know. I know I'm making the excuses for him, but I don't know. Now there's no excuses this year. So it is what it is, and we're going to find out. And it it only helps us, too. I mean, I'll eat my words and happily doing it if it only makes us better and gets us, you know, super bowls. Not one. I want, you know, I've been through hell with it. Same with every single one of us savages, you know. So I want more than one. I'm I'm greedy. Yeah, I'm that greedy kid at the dinner table. Give me more. I'm going to start snatching everything. Cake. States, I everything. Okay. Rusty, I I hear you, man. I want to win as well. But, but actually, before I let let me give you one more before I let you go. It's the final question, Rusty. Yeah. You are bringing the heat. Listen, Garrett Wilson turning heads in camp. How are you feeling about this kid, man? I'm telling you, everyone's talking about him. Everybody has so many positive comments about the way that he goes about doing business, his professionalism, how he's running his routes, how he's getting open, the freakish catches that we're seeing as well. Give me your thoughts yeah. about him, man. I'll, I'll give you the last word on that. Well, well, just from, you know, just watching him in college, Bull, you know, I'd watch him all the time for years. But it, it was between him and Jackson Smith. That, that kid is unbelievable as well, especially this year, last year. But when it comes to Garrett, it he's he's weird to where you, you, can't, you can't put, like, a thing on him to where you think you're going to get him, and he just slips right through. He's got, like you yep. said, these weird catches, man. Like, he he just zones in. It's like he tunes out, zones in, and that's that. He does, like, it's similar to, like, Clemens, how it does, like, the switch, and you just see him turn into a psychopath, which is awesome. But it, he he does it so fluidly. It's almost like Harrison X. You know what I mean? Like, he slides around, and then he's got speed. It's very deceiving. It's very, very weird. You know, I don't I don't yeah. know how to describe it, but when you see it, he's it, – and he does it fluidly. It's not, you know – He's terrific in routes, and the combination with him and Elijah, good God. Like, <laughs> man. And man. It's, 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 woof. Woof. And then yeah. you throw in Bryce Hall, you know, and just Carters, and it's, and then Ruckert, and it's, 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 wow. That's what it is to yeah. me when you just throw in the combinations, yeah. and people are going to see, man, he's, he's going to have his rookie downfalls, but, Everybody else being on that high, you know, it's 
it's not going to be as noticeable, but he's just going to, he's going to wow us. It's going to happen. It's going to yeah. be some, we're going to see some weird, cool things, man. I'm telling you that we've never seen before. So it's, it's looking very promising. I'm happy. And uh, yeah, not overly excited, around. you know, not getting crazy, crazy, but you know, I'm happy. It's weird. You know, I'm yeah. not used to it. Listen. Like, yo, settle down, listen. man. What's going on? So. Yeah, listen, man. I gotta I, tell I'm myself. I can't wait. But listen, listen, Rusty. Let me give you a hand, man, because you brought some heat to the show, man. Studio audience, give Rusty. A hand. Give a hand. Thanks. Man. It's a big whoa. one. That's too kind, Joe, but I do whoa, appreciate whoa, whoa, it. Whoa, Thanks, whoa. man. Yeah, that, that was <laughs> Y'all got to settle down, okay? I like Rusty as well. He's a good guy, but I am not paying y'all extra for that, okay? I'm not paying you extra <laughs> for the extra time. Listen, Rusty, I want to thank you for calling in tonight, man. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right, my friend? Absolutely, fam, and shout-out to you and all the savages out there. Let's go Jets. Kill it. Gang green for life. Yep. Salute, Rusty. You have a good one. Listen, Rusty calling in. Rusty calling in with some fire. A lot to discuss. Listen, he said Makai Becton, put him on that right side, doesn't have faith on fans to play that right tackle. Competition at every position, man. We're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 6029639 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers. Please give the stream a like if you have not already. Uh, please subscribe as well if you have not already. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. If you'd like to give to the stream, the Super Chat is there. Anything you give to the stream is greatly appreciated. If you don't want to hit the Super Chat, my Cash App is right at the bottom of the screen. Some people just like to go directly there. Hit me in the Cash App, and I want to thank you or thank everyone that does that as well. Again, anything you get greatly appreciated. So we're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639 is the number. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Now, next we're going to go to a guy that knows his Jets, okay? He knows his Jets, man. We're going to Steve. Steve, salute to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight, Steve. Listen, Steve, there's a lot to talk about. Mini camp has gone on. We've moved on now. You know, it, it's gone on. It's passed. There's a lot of positive takes that fell out from mandatory mini camp. Steve, give me your thoughts about Zach Wilson, man. How are you feeling about him? He's bulked up. He's, he's focused and he's ready to go. How are you feeling about Zach Wilson? Well, first off, Joe, thank you again for having me on the show. And thank you for acknowledging that I know my Jets very well. So I really appreciate yeah, that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. So, no, no, but the thing is, let me tell you, man, when I watch Zach Wilson, like, in in practices and at camp practices and all that stuff, man, he did get bulky. I mean, he's he's not like the skinny guy that we saw on draft night when he looked like he was going to prom that night. Um, He Mm -hmm. he looks like a completely different person, my friend. You know, his arm looks stronger. His body is stronger. He, he definitely worked on his mechanics and get, getting ready for, the, for his sophomore year. Definitely really exciting. Yeah, it is. Now, I want to give, give me your thoughts on how people are talking about how confident and decisive he is with the football now within the scheme. How do you feel about that, man, the fact that he's making decisions so quickly and he's recognizing a lot of things that defenses are starting to throw at him? 
Yeah, no, definitely. He he looks like he's making better decisions with the football. I think the one thing he did say after when the 2021 season was over that he wanted to focus on on getting the ball out quicker and not, like, holding it on too long because it could create problems. That's one of the key things that he had to work on. And so far he's working on it at camp. And hopefully in the future when we see it in games, we'll see it in games. Yeah, yeah. Now one thing, you know, that a lot of people are talking about as well, my boy Makai Becton, man, you know, a lot of people having a lot of discussions about his weight. There's been a lot of negative comments made about him. How are you feeling about a lot of negativity that's surrounding Makai Becton right now from the fan base and some parts of the media, Steve? No, the, the way of how people are treating Makai Becton, I think is absolutely disgusting. Like, the mm. thing is, this guy's only in his third season coming up. He had a lot of promise his very first season. And, a lot, and, and listen, in 2020, he was by far our best offensive player that year. And mm. the thing was, if anybody remembered last year, last year, year in, in the first game of, that, of his second season, he ended up missing the rest of the season because of that one certain player who's gone. And I'm so glad Greg Van Roten is out the door. Van Rotten is out of, is out of there. Let me just tell you that. That If anybody remember, and if anybody watched that game very clearly like I did, any of you Jet fans that are listening right now, listen to me, okay? If you watch that first game of the year against Carolina, and if anybody saw what happened with Becton, Becton was playing so good in the beginning of that game. But as soon as when Greg Van Roten knocked him out of the game, because listen, I will always blame Van Roten for Becton getting hurt in that game, which was on the play where, where Wilson threw his first NFL touchdown. Let me tell you something. Looking at Makai Becton, the way how he is working out and preparing, and everybody's all saying, okay, Makai Becton, why is he missing OTAs? He had a good reason. His girlfriend be, just gave birth to a baby, okay? He mm-hmm. just became a father for the first time. Now here is the encouraging thing. Now that Makai Becton is a father now, that is going to encourage him to be a better player mm-hmm. so he can have a future mm-hmm. for his son. Yeah, you know, listen, a lot of things are motivating him, but he definitely made it known that the negativity and everything that he's hearing from other people as well is greatly motivating him too. The big bus shirt with all the discussion or all the all the uh all the you know the the the, the talk that he's heard from people, he's letting them know, hey, these are all these words on this shirt are words that I've been hearing from people constantly saying things negatively about Yo, me. He's gonna be motivated with he, that Steve. When he wore that shirt to the media, I thought that was incredible. When he wore mm. that shirt to the media. You know what that's what he's basically saying? He's like, you want to call me a bust now? Now, why don't you wait until when I hit the field, man? Why don't you wait mm. until I hit that field, okay? Okay? Mm. And then yeah. we're going to see it from there. Because this is the thing, Joe. This is the New York media and all the other fan bases that they just want the Jets to be the clown circus show that we were in the past. And as of right now, that circus show ain't coming back, Okay? Because this is a whole new, different vibe with this team, okay? A whole new, different vibe. That's what I'm talking about. Steve talking that thing. Yeah. He said, man, listen, he said it's a whole new, different vibe. So, 
in your mind, Makai Becton, that he's going to be competing for that left tackle spot, is he winning that outright, Steve? I really hope he does. Listen, nothing against George Fan. I mean, I do like George Fan, and I think he had a good season for us last year. But can he have the same season that he did last year with us? That's the big question. You know, I really hope Makai Becton wins the left tackle spot. And then maybe George Fan could move over back to the right tackle spot. Or maybe they'll put Becton on the right tackle spot. Listen, Joe, I don't know what's going to happen. We got to wait till when training camp comes at the end of July. Now, the thing is, Joe, you made a good point in one of your videos that I recently saw about the wide receiver position. And I do like where our wide receiver position is going. You know, we got Corey Davis and Elijah Moore, Braxton Berrios, the addition of Garrett Wilson. You know, you know, listen, it's going to definitely be a fun position to watch during training camp this year and when we get into the games. You know, that's one thing I'm looking forward to. But thing is, Joe, for this season this year is, and when the Jets go into training camp is, you've got to be healthy. That yep. is the number one priority of this team. You've got to be healthy. Because if you're healthy, yep. you're going to do good things. If you're in the middle, it depends on how it depends on how healthy you are. If you're not healthy, it could lead to a disaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we saw there was a lot of issues when it came to health uh, last offseason. We lost, you know, some guys. We lost Carl Lawson. Uh, you know, I remember Elijah Moore having that quad injury as well. It costed him time as well. You know, going into the season, so. Yeah, a lot of those yeah, issues. No, and Denzel Joe, Mims, the guy that we were hoping, Denzel Mims, you know, he, yeah. he had some, some issues starting as well because there was there was an illness. Yeah, you know, hopefully we remain yeah. healthy, everything stays good, and guys can get into the season. Yeah, and Joe, so here is my thing because everybody has been all talking about. They were they've been asking me. So Stephen, are the Jets going to be a playoff team this year? Okay, here is my concern about this. Obviously, this is the second year that we're under the Zach Wilson and Robert Sala era. Here is the thing. It is going to be a challenge. But the thing is, is that the number one thing, like I just said recently, the Jets, as of right now, I think it's going to be a little bit tough right now for the Jets to compete for a playoff spot. Listen, I would love to see the Jets make the playoffs. And I, and I know all Jets fans are going to say it that but right now as of right now joe i just don't think that we're not ready at this point just yet listen i hope i am wrong hold on hold on a second steve hold on a second when you look at all of the things that this new york jets roster has done right or you look at the things that joe douglas has done to this new york jets roster right we we just got done talking about zach wilson looking to take the next step next season right if he just becomes a top 15 guy, you look at Mac Jones. Mac Jones this year was a top 15 guy, right? Mac Jones wasn't stellar. He wasn't Aaron Rodgers, right? He wasn't Tom Brady, but he was enough mm-hmm. to become a top 15 guy, and I believe he made the Pro Bowl as well. We got Brees Hall. You got Michael Carter. You got Elijah Moore. You got Corey Davis. You got Garrett Wilson. You got Braxton Berrios. We're hoping that Denzel Mims steps up, right? That'll be, you know, five solid wide receivers. You got C.J. Uzama. Then you got Tyler Conklin as well. Jeremy Rucker at tight end. Everybody's saying these are the best tight ends that we've had in years. We haven't had a tight end 
you know, step in and be able to do anything since Dustin Keller, right? So we're already fired up about the tight end position. Mm-hmm. You look at our offensive line, Makai Beckton coming back, healthy. He's going to be healthy this season. We're fired up about that. Lakeland Thomason at guard, that improves our offensive line. Connor McGovern, still a uh, kind of center, but the guard play is going to be better around him. you got a lot of Vera Tucker on the right side. Stellar right guard, stellar guard period, right, in his second year. Then you got George Fanton right tackle. How is it that when you look at this offense that has been putrid, right, the New York Jets historically, offense has not been the best. You look at this offense, it's got some explosiveness to it. How is it that you can look at this offense and say that the New York Jets aren't going to make the playoffs this year? Well, okay, listen, Joe, I do agree I'm with just you. Asking, I'm playing the Jets have... I'm just asking questions. Go ahead. Listen, I do listen. I I do agree with what you were saying, but the thing is, this is also still a very very young football team. Okay, and you know, last year we had the least amount of experience, and we did get, and and it's going to definitely build up into this year. This is the biggest problem that I have, Joe. It's our division that we have. Okay, you know, you've got the Buffalo Bills who are literally one of the best teams in, in the NFL right now, and they're mm-hmm. going to definitely be an AFC contender. Then you look at New England. Listen, listen, here is the thing. You just can't say anything right now when that team is still coached under Bill Belichick, okay, who is one of the greatest yep. coaches that lived into listen, this game. Steve. Then listen, when you Steve, look at I, Miami. Hear, hold on a second, Steve. Hold on a second, Steve. I hear what you're saying. But we're going to be in this division until the end of time or until it gets changed, right? I hear what you're saying. Our division, the Bills are a very good football team. They are. They've ascended. We've seen it, right? But the Patriots aren't just knocking you out of the water talent-wise. You know, they don't have some amazing weapons out there, a wide receiver with the Patriots. The Dolphins, I mean, yeah, they've got Tyree Kill, but they also got Tua. They also got Tua. You know what I'm saying? Like he isn't he isn't the greatest at all. I mean it's it's Tua. Come on. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, Joe. Joe, listen. Hey, I mean, listen. come on. Hey, listen, Joe. Joe, <laughs> listen. Tua. The thing is the thing is with Miami now that I was gonna say about them, the biggest acquisition they got was Tyreek Hill in the offseason. And that's yeah. one of the biggest concerns. Remember, not not only Tyreek Hill they also have Jalen Waddle, who is who is who is a legitimately going to be a top receiver in the future. Now, the yeah, thing we've, that we've I got think... Sauce Garner. Hold on, hold on, Steve. We got Sauce Garner, right? We've got Sauce Garner, and we've also got Bryce Hall. We've also got an improved defense with Carl Lawson. We got Jermaine Johnson. I mean, so what? So what? They got those guys, and it's going to be really hard so... to get them the football when you're getting smacked around. This is a different time, no, Steve. No, I'm fired up. No, listen, Joe. Here we Joe. go. Hey, listen, Joe. Listen, I'm trying to be I'm as positive as you are. And listen, Joe. Joe, listen. I hope I am wrong, okay? I hope I am wrong. And if we make it to the playoffs this year, then God bless America. Okay? <laughs> All right. Listen, hey, listen, Joe. Joe, I love you, man. You're you're an awesome fan, man. And listen, I love all the Jets fans too. But listen, we got to see what happens going down the road. But the main thing we have to do is be healthy. 
being healthy is the most important thing. Okay? Yeah. Absolutely. Listen, Steve, hey, Joe, Joe, listen, Joe, Joe, hang yeah. on, Joe, Joe, Joe. I, I just hope yeah. that you don't hate my takes about this. I just hope you're okay with no. it. No, no, not at all, Steve. Everybody has their own views. You know, I, I play devil's advocate. I want to go back and forth with people. Listen, Steve, I hear what you're saying. You know, I understand that there's a lot of Jets fans that are cautiously optimistic. You know, we still got to see how things are going to pan out and play out. Like you said as well, health is a big you know, thing that's going to also help us as well prepare us into that playoff spot that we're all hoping that we get. But, you know, C.J. Mosley's come out and says that he expects it. I get it. But, again, we got to see how things kind of play out. Zach Wilson coming yeah, back in the second absolutely. year. We've got weapons, new guys added in, see how they fit within the scheme. I get it, though, Steve. I get it. I just got to, you know, I got to hey, go Joe, back and forth. Hey, Joe, thank you so much for having me on your show, man. Good, good night, man. Let's go, Jets. All gas, no break. Let's go. Absolutely. Salute. All right. Salute. Steve said, God bless America. <laughs> he said, God bless America, man. You know, listen, God bless America. I love America. <laughs> that was his rebuttal. God bless America. All right. I mean, you can't really argue against that, right? Listen, I want to thank everybody for calling in tonight. This is a good show. God bless America. This is a good show. You know, had a lot of great takes. A lot of people fired up. Salute to everybody uh, that called in. I'm going to go ahead and close it out. Listen, I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me safely promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well. All right. Go on Twitter. YoungJ000. Again, YoungJ00. If you want to troll me, no issues. I'm the troll that lives under the bridge. Follow me. I'll follow you right back. And guess what? Under that bridge, I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times. At all times. I'll have that Vera Tucker jersey on. God bless America. <laughs> the show's page on Twitter is at the Long Beach Joe Show, or at the Long Beach Joe as well. I'm also live on YouTube, too. We put up content on there as well. Go to YouTube. Search the search Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. All right. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Subscribe. Hit that notification bell. All right. If you want to troll me on there, we can you can troll me as well. We'll go back and forth. Hit those comments. Let's go back and forth. And as always, people, when you see me in person, okay, free hugs for everyone. Okay. Free hugs for everyone. The hugs will cost you absolutely nothing. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen and call into the show. You folks are the absolute greatest. Again, I want to thank Mac from the Ohio Jets Fan Club for calling in tonight, spreading the word about what him and his fan club members are doing out there in Ohio. They're having a lot of fun. Please, if you're in the Ohio area, area, get involved with them any way that you can. Get over to Facebook, type in, you know, Ohio Jets Fan Club, and get involved with everything that they're doing. So, again, I want to thank you folks for listening. And I want to thank you folks for calling in as well. You folks have a good one.
God bless America. Peace.